یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 31 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! I'm not sure if I remember this correctly, Karan, but episode number 31 is episode number Festus Ezeli. Is that right? Oh, Festus! It's the Festus Festival. What a what, what, what great timing. A great uh, timing indeed. You know what the time of the year is today? Uh, it's, this... it's, it, 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 it's the Ides of, Ju- of June, which means... the nba finals are are upon us the nba finals have have been have been trusted upon our our lives and i'm super hyped absolutely absolutely we've had one absolutely amazing fantastic conference finals and one d league finals as i like to call it <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what was your take on both the conference finals did you enjoy one particularly more than the other uh well Before I give you the obvious answer, I, I, I want to show some respect to the Raptors for, for doing what they did. I know they, they lost in six, but uh, they, they played a hell of a series. I yeah. think, uh, and they, it, they had such a funny playoff run, right? Like, like uh, Lowry and DeRozan had some really horrible games, and yet they, they persisted. They kept on going further and further. Yeah. I'd actually reached out to uh, Payal Doshi, mm-hmm. uh, who, who works with NBA Canada, and he was on our podcast today. about four months ago, uh, previewing the NBA All-Star game in Toronto. And I had offered that if, if, if the Raptors, after, after they tied the series at 2-all, mm-hmm. I had offered that if, if they win a title, she must come back on Hoop Darshan and, and sing Drake songs. Oh, definitely. Started from the bottom. <laughs> unfortunately, that didn't go down because <laughs> that gave me a brief reason to root for the Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> always, always good reasons to root for teams. But, uh, but I mean, the obvious answer is, yeah, the... <laughs> the West Coast series was to me it was the greatest playoff series in my opinion since the do you remember 2013 NBA Finals when the Cavs won oh, sorry the Heat won in 7 games over the Spurs yeah uh, that was in my life uh, NBA watching lifetime of the mm-hmm. last you know 20 years that was the most fun amazing playoff series I've seen yeah. and and this one in, just in terms of like the amount of hype involved the greatness and the players Uh, the, the talent level, what's at stake. I think this was the, the next best one. Yeah, I agree. I think we'll fully appreciate the, the series and what it went from like 1-0 to off Warriors to um, or rather 1-0 to 3-1 to Thunder and then the comeback and stuff like that. So it's, I, I feel like everything's passed by so fast we don't appreciate how amazing this thing was but over time we will and uh, it'll have a lot of implications for the future and stuff but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about NBA Finals and we have a rematch of uh, last season's finals you have um, do you think the result would be anything different we'll talk about it in in detail later but like, are you excited at the fact that it is a rematch uh sure uh, to be honest like there was never any surprise that the caps are going to make the finals again it's it's about how they did it like they 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 just swept the first two series and like the only you know suspense left in the east was would they lose again <laughs> yeah. Not, like like there was no real suspense about would they actually be challenged and uh, again big ups to Toronto for for challenging them yeah and in the west i would have been happy i i i, I like both these teams a lot I, i like the thunder and the warriors both a lot i'm i'm a big fan of kevin durant uh but it 
I'm kind of glad it's the Warriors, just just so that you know it's it's nice to perfectly package that that legacy that they're that that they're chasing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it, it seems like it's their season. I I call Steph Curry destiny's child now because <laughs> it seems it seems like like he's 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 destined to do certain things. Like things are just following falling in you know in in place for him. Yeah, uh, uh... and this huge comeback against the Thunder is. Uh, like last night's game was was mind blowing. So yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to. It should be. Yeah, it should be a fun finals. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to hard to deny that. Uh, and as always, we have a special guest to join uh, this podcast. And this time, we're going to be talking to him about NBA finals. So can you tell our listeners who the special guest is this time? Uh, so our guest is a very well known uh, NBA writer uh, from the states. His name is uh, Anand Pandian. And he writes for CBS Sports. He's he's big on NBA Twitter, and you guys need to 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 follow him now. First of all, uh, I think his his Twitter is Anant underscore Pandian. Uh, and to hear why he's so amazing, we'll have him on Hoop Darshan right now to to give us his preview and our preview of the 2016 NBA Finals. So I want to introduce our guest for episode 31. It's Anant Pandian. I hope I'm saying your name right. Otherwise, feel free to cuss me out today. Uh, <laughs> Anant, Anant, you're a CBS sports writer. Now you're based in Austin, Texas, and I think you're you're originally from Boston, from what I know, right? Uh, yeah, I'm originally from uh, upstate New York, but I lived in Boston for eight years before moving uh, to Texas. But yeah, you said my name correct, and you know, fantastic. I went in. Uh, <laughs> I would expect an Indian to say my name correctly. He so. didn't. He didn't like two minutes ago, and I corrected him. Yeah, because <laughs> be... even among even among Indians, you have so many different kinds of Indians and so many different kinds of names. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um. So and so you've been writing and blogging about hoops for a long time, and I think uh, for the longest time, your Twitter is basically one of the must follows for for everything from like the serious an- analytical articles to just the lifestyle shit. For for a really long time, and um, I'm glad to finally have you on. So, uh, what's been your kind of overall quick take on the playoffs so far? Uh, quick take on the playoffs. So the first round is kind of blah. You know, the people we expected to win, the, the teams we expected to win won. Uh, there wasn't really any real surprises there. Second round, I, I thought, you know, yeah, all right, now I ramped up, right? We got some pretty good. The Thunder Spurs series was pretty good. Yeah. Even the Heat, um, Heat Raptor series, even though it wasn't the greatest series, they went seven games, so it was kind of exciting. But I mean, they, they both. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think the Eastern Conference Finals was also pretty solid. I mean, the Raptors played well; those two games they won. Um, those were kind of exciting games. But overall, you can't beat that Thunder uh, Warrior series that just ended last night. That was great. Yeah, one of the greatest series like I personally have seen in you know in recent years. Uh, and it's been, I mean, th- this is the first time I'm watching the, the playoffs uh, close up in the US. Like, mm-hmm. this is my first, like, NBA summer in America. Right. So to say. And, uh, like, it, it's totally, uh, you know, messed up my schedules. Because, like, growing up in, in, in India, mm. we were used to getting out at 5.30, 6.30 in the morning. Which I still do every time I go back. Right. And that's how we consume basketball. But now it's primetime TV. Yeah. Um, and Kaushik, you're over in Australia. So... Like, what are your TV hours like, NBA hours like? Oh, they're like bang in the middle of the day. So I'm pretending to be working while I'm secretly watching <laughs> NBA playoffs. That's uh, not going to end well. But no, my, my company is pretty chill about it. Sport is on, on, on the TV at all times. So uh, NBA playoffs is just a reason for everybody to get together and enjoy this spectacle. Yeah. So do you guys, um, 
kind of check scores, even though the game with well, the game have already happened. Or how does that work? Oh no! Um, so it is live. So I have three. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I have three screens. I'm like programming on two of them, and the third one is leak pass. So, do do you, right. do you, do you work in a pub or what? Like, I work in a. <laughs> I work in a in a betting company. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, fantastic. Um, so, so I mean, I, I, I was bringing this up because I wanted to know, like, have you have you been have you been back to India or have you been to India at all? Like, have you experienced NBA from that perspective? Yeah, unfortunately, I have not. The last time I went to India, I believe it was like two thousand two or four. Um, so, you know, and then I was also pretty young then. Uh, but I bet NBA wasn't even on the radar back then. You know, that's over a decade. Um, so I know now, like, you know, following, following you, Karan, on, on Twitter and everything, that's pretty big. And NBA is also doing, uh, you know, kind of like camp- ad campaigns and everything, marketing there, which is yeah. pretty, pretty cool to see. But, pretty uh, hilarious ad campaigns, yeah. too. Oh, yeah? Why was that? Uh, they did this Chris Bosch ad campaign, which is my favorite of all time. Koshika, do you remember the, the, the Namaste Bosch? Of thing? course, yeah. <laughs> like, they, they, they had this song called Namaste Bosch, Namaste India. Oh, okay, I think I do remember this. Now, it, yeah. was, it was just hilarious. The, the yeah. song was stuck in my head for days. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, and where in India uh, would you visit? Like, where's your ancestral home or family? Yeah, yeah, my family's from uh, Tamil Nadu. We're actually uh, from Naga Coil, like right on the tip there. Okay. So that's usually where we usually fly into Madras and then travel around Tamanadu. Okay, okay. We, we have um, uh, like a few, I, I think a month ago, we had Varun Ram on the podcast who's uh, who plays from Ireland in, at D, in D1. Uh-huh. And um, he's also like um, an Indian American who, who calls somewhere in, not Chennai, but somewhere around Chennai in Tamil Nadu, his ancestral home. Right. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get on to the main event. I'm sure we all watched yesterday's. Or Koshik, I guess it'd be today for you. Yeah, that's right. The game seven of the conference finals. So <laughs> oh, it has technically we're in the finals lost, now. Uh, midnight. What so it was now? yesterday. Uh, yeah, Anand, um, let's get straight to the things. We have like a bunch of questions that we want to um, get your opinions on. So uh, sure, I, I think we will start first with like the Eastern Conference. Um, no, <laughs> no slight intended there. But mm-hmm. uh, LeBron is back in the finals again. It seems like something like the sunrises in the east so he's six straight finals seventh overall like what do you think this means like is there like a star conditions apply sort of thing that says that he's from the eastern conference or is it that great an achievement i, th- I think it is that great of achievement i mean you can see how hard like the thunder worked to try and get to the finals i mean they're in the west i guess you could say but i don't know six straight is pretty impressive nobody's really done that until bill russell which was way back when and it seems like any team that LeBron's on is gonna is gonna have the championship, be in the championship. So he's that good. And I mean, you, you never know with it. That's the thing. You know, the Cavs may be the underdogs, but you never know. I mean, remember what happened last year in the finals when LeBron basically took over the first two games, and it looked it looked like the Cavs had a momentum. But um, I don't think you can cite LeBron for for uh, what he's done. Do you think he has a chance to finally win ring number three and bring the title home to Cleveland? Yeah, no, that'll be a great story. I kind of hope he does, but I don't think there's that big of a chance. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that the Warriors were able to come back from that three-one deficit, and if they're able to do that against a really good Thunder team, I don't know how the Cavs could really keep up. And I think the Cavs could probably push it to six, maybe seven. Uh, but Cle- uh, the Warriors are, you know, too strong defensively, too too good offensively. They have Steph Curry, who could literally hit shots once he crossed half court, um, and the Cavs 
don't really match up as great as like the Thunder do. So I think LeBron will probably be rigless uh, in Cleveland again. <laughs> what, what is it like in Cleveland, the, the city of Cleveland and the basketball success that they crave, uh, that they haven't had in a long time? Uh, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, I've never been to the city, but just like, uh, you know, kind of like reading stuff and following people on Twitter, it's like, it's really passionate fandom there. Um, that's actually kind of surprised me when I first, uh, like, kind of got on Twitter whenever four or five years ago, mm-hmm. just to see how passionate the fans are there. Like, they they live and die by their teams, no matter if the Cavs, um, their baseball team, and the, the, fo- the football team, the Browns, you know. That, that city, I guess, has gone through so many heartbreaks and... Um, yeah, and LeBron is like their savior in the <laughs> sense, you know, he's bringing up to the finals, and they're and they just want that championship for their city. And you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, I think that drought's still gonna last. But yeah, they they're very passionate there. They really care about their team. So, uh, Karan, what, what do you think of um, Cleveland and LeBron's chances against the Warriors? Um, I, I'll have to agree totally with Anand. I think uh, the Cavs have had. Uh, a pretty impressive playoff run. And I mean, you can't slight them for... I mean, I guess you... We don't really know how good they really are. They played really well. They've, they've pretty much done what they're supposed to do. So so they're not worse than we thought they were. But are they... And this, this the finals might actually be the first chance for us to see, you know, if this team can stack up against the best of the best. And uh, yeah, like what we, what we saw with the Warriors last night was just incredible. I think this team is... It's more than just a team with... Um, with, with like really efficient offense and really efficient defense when they turn it up, they are, they actually have like that sort of very abstract thing called heart <laughs> that they showed um, in the conference finals, and uh, it should be a hell of a series. I I highly doubt if the Caps can win it, but but I, I'll also I also think it's gonna go six. Okay, uh, so Anand, I I'm not gonna make it a secret that I want. LeBron and Cavaliers to lose. Uh, but what do you think? Okay. <laughs> what do you think it means to LeBron's reputation? It would then mean that he's two seven or he's three six. Uh, two five. Two five. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, two, two out of seven is what I meant to say. But yeah, what, what do you think it means for LeBron's legacy if uh, if they do end up losing again? And we have to keep in mind that there's like no excuse this time. There's no injuries that they can blame last year on. They're like, deeper than ever. They're more experienced in in the finals as well so and he also has the coach that he wants I don't know if he wants but he like he doesn't have the coach that he doesn't want yeah I mean yeah I kind of agree with everything you just said there at the end but I know it's tough he's definitely going to be mocked unfortunately Um, (laughs) you know he's going to get the comparison to Jordan he may get the comparison to Kobe but you know you I don't know, it's tough because he still is, you know, like last year in the finals when they lost, he, I think it was around then when he was like, yeah, I'm still I'm the best basketball player in the world. And it's hard to deny that. I mean, Steph is amazing, but LeBron just does like things which you're just like, well, now we're like getting like used to seeing LeBron dominate. Like uh, in game uh, game six, he scored like 33 points, nearly had a triple double, extremely efficient. And then we're just like, oh, okay, that's a typical LeBron James game, which is, uh, it's pretty crazy because not not every single person in the NBA could do something like that. Um, but yeah, he's definitely going to be mocked if if they lose. You know, he, that's just the age we live in. People, you know, love to hate and be critical. <laughs> uh, and, and he's going to get kind of mocked also probably because Steph might might win. You know, if the Warriors do win, we, we can't just assume. But you know, if they do, people might be saying Steph is not a new new head honcho. You know, in the league. Um, 
So yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fortune. But for his legacy, I don't think we could still overall though. When we look back, you know, whenever ten years down the road, I think you still gotta say, hey, this guy got a team literally for the last six years into the finals. And, you know, that might happen again next year. We don't know how long this will go, but um, he's definitely gonna be one of the greatest. But he'll, he'll definitely probably have that little asterisk, and people love to debate about how he couldn't really close it out. I'm kind of curious though. Why? Why do you uh, want him to lose? Oh, it's just—it's it's a more fun thing to get behind, right? Like, okay, so exactly—that's <laughs> that's, what I—that's what I was talking about. Then. So there you go. Yeah, that, so I was uh, tweeting about this earlier today. That like I'm not a fan of Draymond Green either. So I was going yeah. for OKC the whole series, but right now I have to like completely switch my mindset because I'd rather Draymond win than it. Uh, have LeBron win, so it's. Uh, I'm just playing a game of hatred here. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, that's what it is. It's, it's it's straight up a game of hatred right now. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Anand, you brought up a good point. How many more finals do we think he has left in him? Uh, I mean, you know, going to the East has been. He's made it look easy. I mean, it is easier, but it's to be that consistent every year, year after year after year, when you expect it to go that far. It's still a challenge, you know. It's still um, the miles, the, the miles take the toll on you. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if, uh, I mean, unless like a big star comes to the East, like say Kevin Durant comes to the East or something like that, um, do you? How how much do you think? He, do you think he can just win the East again for the next couple of years? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think that's one reason why he, you know, kind of went to Cleveland was because you saw that Kyrie Irving is, you know, how many, 20-something years old, really young. And then same thing with, uh, you know, once they got Kevin Love, Kevin Love is fairly young as well. So, you know, I think that's one reason why he left Miami. You know, Bosch and Wade are great players, but they're the same age as him. And, you know, they they also have a lot of miles in their body. So you can't keep riding the same guys forever. And, you know, this season LeBron kind of take, took a little uh, – not really ne- necessary to step back, but he kind of became more of like a facilitator and let Love and I and, and Kyrie, you know, do their thing more. Um, and then when he when he needs to, he took over like he did in Game Six. So mm-hmm. that's that's the reason why he went to Cleveland, you know, so he could save his body. But he could, you know, those those two guys are still great players. You know, Love may get knocked for uh, you know shooting threes, not being decorated with a defender, which is all valid. But you know, he's still one of the better power forwards in the league. And if you have him, uh, if you have Love, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron, that's a that's basically a championship uh, quality team. And with those guys' youth being, uh, you know, they're so young, LeBron could probably be in the finals for the next three more years or so. You never yeah. know. Uh, and Karan tells me that you wrote a funny blog post on Kevin Love and uh, Iman Shumpert wearing Hodor t-shirts. So I'm, I, I have no clue about Game of Thrones. I'm Hold gonna, the door. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna let Karan um, take this forward. So like, no, I'm just, no, it just, it just got me thinking. Who are the, who, who are the Game of Thrones um, sort of parallels in the NBA? Have you, have, have mm. you put thought into this, Anand? Like, who, who are the guys that, you know, who, like Steph Curry is definitely Khaleesi, right? Like yeah. he just he's just coming with this force of dragons and like yeah yeah like throwing fireballs on everybody. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's that's a good comparison. You know, I haven't actually thought about it in a while. I know, like uh, when like Grant Land was around, I think they did like a post similar where they compare guys to that. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, the problem is, you know, I watched Game of Thrones, but I also could probably name like four or five of the characters, and then like all the all the like background characters, I just like I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's that guy who does that thing. <laughs> um, 
and like I know the story, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, Stefan's Stefan's good one for Khaleesi being like the the leader. I don't know. That's, that's that's probably a question we gotta think about some more. I don't know if we have time for, fortunately, but uh, maybe next time if I come on, we could get we could do that. Yeah, it, it just got me because I saw those hilarious like Hodor t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, that was great on, by them on, on Love and Shepard. Yeah. Um, I mean, if if, if the Cavs can be just the Stark family, except like they pretty much get like slaughtered one by one, but they have a big comeback. So you know, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, maybe it's, like. Last year, last year could have been like you know the, the early part of the Cavs, and then now it's like the young kids, sure. the young Starks, yeah, who make, who are making the big comeback. Hey, Kaushik, we... do, do you not get these references at all? Not at all. I just know two <laughs> things, and know two things about Game of Thrones. One is the Hodor thing. The other thing is that everybody dies. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> everybody pretty much dies. Yeah. Uh, well, which is which is the NBA playoffs, right? Like only one person wins. You know, the I mean, the Bleacher Report always do a very hilarious video of the Game of Thrones every year. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. pretty yeah. much like one person wins it every year. But yeah, anyways. Awesome. Uh, so let's switch course to the West Coast or the West Coast, whatever you call it, um, mm-hmm. and completely switch the references thing as well. We all know that Clay Thompson had an epic Game Six, and the reason for that is obviously the Yoda socks that he wore. Um, <laughs> do, do you have any go-to socks on it? Oh, that's a good question. I'm <laughs> actually not a big fan of like wearing fancy socks or anything like that because uh, I feel like people don't see them. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't really invest a lot of money. I do. I do have a lot of like those. Uh, I don't know if it's fashionable where you are in Australia, but like there's a lot of socks where um, they don't really show your ankle. So I wear, you know, it's hot in Texas, so, you know, kind of got to show, uh, wear shorts. So I have a lot of socks with, with uh, which they'll show your ankle. They're like kind of like boat socks. But no, yeah, those, those socks Clay wore were, were pretty great. Um, it's kind of crazy that he actually played in them, because I think he must have wore two pairs of socks. He wants to put those pair and then another pair on. <laughs> I was going to joke, like, because he started really cold in Game 7. Yeah. And I thought he he must have been wearing like Darth Vader socks or something <laughs> from the dark side, but yeah. but like he picked it up. He, he he may have gone to Yoda at halftime or something. Or, yeah, you know. maybe. Yeah, well, was... no, midway midway through the first, he started hitting it. I think. Yeah, he did. He yeah, did, yeah. and then and yeah. then it was over. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, he got turned the other way. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, what are some of your favorite like weird NBA traditions, Anand? Oh, weird NBA traditions. Um... Like weird things that just happen, or like things that players do at a normal. I guess I could say like, um, like Andre, like Andre Miller, you know, who uh, finished the season with the Spurs last year. He there's a funny story about him how he ties his shoes. Like he basically like wears his shoes kind of loose, but then ties it with um, like the tongue under sneaker. He puts the laces like behind it. He's got this weird intricate thing. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's like a really funny story. Um, I guess another great story was like. This is not really tradition, but made me think of Andre Miller because uh, the story came out when he played for the Wizards. But um, how like Drew Gooden, who's now in the Wizards, like he was basically like just going to a Whole Foods and trading in the DC area. That the Wizards were like, um, "Oh yeah, why don't you come try out for our team?" And then he made the team. But um, <laughs> but like people used to see him at the Whole Foods like literally every day because he was just like trying to eat healthy. And <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know, traditions. I feel like a lot of guys have kind of stopped doing things like that. Or maybe it's just kept more under the wraps. Yeah, um, yeah, I guess so. There are well, some cool handshakes and stuff, though. You, you have oh, of Cameron yes. Payne. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets really involved with it. Yeah, the Cavs do as well. Like, yeah, LeBron and all those guys have special handshakes. That's true. Maybe, maybe that's where people have been um, kind of trending towards, like, have intricate handshakes and celebrations like that. Yeah, LeBron's been like, um, like coordinating the Cleveland dances from back in the day, like from his, you know, two thousand six, two thousand seven onward. Yeah, uh, Cavs teams, and uh, I think in Miami, like Pat Riley had him on a title leash. <laughs> like and now he's back to sort of like the he's back to like being goofy again, so to say, and like you know in uh, in Cleveland. Yeah, and I guess another tradition is uh, since we're talking about LeBron, how he always like shuts down his social media for the finals, uh, oh, yeah, for the playoffs, yeah, yeah. which is just like come on, like I'm, does does he really does he get distracted that much by it? But it's just still funny that he does it. He makes me unfollows the Cavs. Oh, that also reminded me. Uh, this year, I was I was hearing. I don't know if you continue to do it. But the first two series, like LeBron was bumping the the soundtrack of mm, yeah. the, the city's best best rapper. Right. So when when they're playing the Pistons, you're listening to a lot of Eminem. When they're playing, um, who was in the second round? When they're playing um, the Hawks, yeah. you're listening to Outkast, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that too. That's funny. Yeah. You must have listened to Drake against uh, <laughs> Toronto. Against Toronto. So yes. who who's who's the 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 Bay Area guys? The E40. I'm not, I'm not sure who, who the. Yeah, I think E forty, but he's like kind of old school. Yeah. Um, I think E40 is probably the main guy, but yeah, I guess they got to bump some old school rap before uh, yeah. the final. <laughs> uh, and we spoke about Clay Thompson, right? Uh, and he's mm-hmm. had a bit of an epic playoffs uh, in general. So, do you reckon he's a franchise player? Oh, for sure. I mean, he's he's an all star. You know, for the last two years, I believe now he'll probably make the team USA. Um, Summer Olympic team this this the summer, uh, and he yeah he's definitely a franchise player. I mean he he basically you know he took over when they needed him. That he had the Warriors owner you know I don't know if you guys saw that clip like yeah, like, doing yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Praise, <laughs> praise, the praising him after the game. Um, yeah he, he's kind of it's kind of crazy. I don't think anybody really saw him um, you know maybe even as recently as like two years ago. It's going to be this good. Everybody always praises defense, but. I mean, he's an unbelievable shooter. He's, he's an unbelievable player. He's great, great both both ends of the court, um, and that, that's why the Warriors are so successful. You know, Steph was going was slowing down a little bit. He wasn't. He was off for whatever reason, and they had Clay they could turn to. They had those two guys they could turn to, which is pretty impressive. I mean, I actually feel that Clay, uh, considering Steph missed about two and a half weeks, Clay's mm-hmm. probably been the best player in the Western Conference now. I mean, or maybe not the whole West because Westbrook and Durant had couple of beastly games but but definitely for the warriors i think he he may have been the best player or most consistent player all playoffs because he guarded the other team's best best offensive player he did a pretty good job on damon lillard did a pretty good job on russell westbrook and he he just went crazy when um when the time was right mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that yeah Karan, you still think raymond green's the second best player on this team um I never thought that. Did I ever think that? Well, yeah, thank he's, you. He's, I think we had a bit of a he, debate on that. He's 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 second slash third, depending on um, you know, the, depending on the matchup, I guess. I, like the, the Thunder were a horrible matchup for Draymond because they could get really big. Yeah. And uh, like the, the small ball, quote unquote, death lineup didn't really. I mean, Draymond did step up in the last three wins a little bit, but I think I think he'll make a a, a comeback if the Cavs go small. I, I don't know if the Cavs can be successful going small against. The Warriors, they they may they may kind of want to replicate what the Thunder did, but that's my. What do you think about that, Anand? Um, yeah, I think that's what they've been doing kind of all playoffs. Moscow hardly plays anymore. Yeah. Um, they started Tristan Thompson, and then they bring Channing Fry as like their center, the stretch center off the bench. But yeah, they'll probably 
try and match up small. We'll, we'll see how that works. It hasn't really worked out for most teams against the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, we know that uh, the Warriors went 73-9, historic season and stuff like that. But why do some of these old school players love to knock what Steph and Warriors have done? Like, Have, have you gotten down to why that happens? Yeah, that's that's another strange thing, right? I don't, part, of, part of it kind of makes me sad. Like, I feel like these guys are kind of holding on to their past glories too long, and they're not like being yeah. uh, appreciative of the, of the present. Yeah. Um, and that that probably is it. I mean, they they feel threatened about um, their legacy being like overlooked or whatever, so they want to try and be still in the spotlight in a sense, even though they're far removed from their careers. Um, but. I don't know. It's, it's still like their all their reasonings just sound kind of stupid in a sense. But you can't. The Warriors won seventy three games. You can't, can't, that's like that's like a fact. You can't like not yeah. say they didn't do that. Yeah. So, so it's kind of it's just yeah. They just sound like old old fools now, which is kind of kind of sad. It's it's interesting because um, uh, like they they don't they don't have the same hostility towards like LeBron being great or Westbrook being great or Durant being great. And I and like my opinion on that is that I feel. I feel th- when when they see sort of the you know the basketball specimens that LeBron and Durant etc are, and it's easy to believe that these guys are dominating the game of basketball because they they look like they're built to play basketball. They they look like they're built to dominate. Whereas like with, with Steph, I think there's this feeling of here's a little guy who we could have def- easily like knocked over m- multiple times in our quote unquote tougher era, right? And and but no one is doing that to him right now because. Whatever, like they can, they're blaming the rule changes. But anytime the argument is that you could just knock him down, that's a shitty argument because, because <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, that's that you're pretty much saying that you, you that the only way to stop a basketball player is not play basketball. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What do you think, Koshik? Uh, yeah. What, what do you think? Your, I mean, your thoughts, Koshik? Oh, I, I completely agree. I think it's a bit of both what Anand said in terms of them holding on to what they've done and uh, a bit of what you added as well. I think in people like LeBron and Durant, they, these guys see like modern future versions of themselves, the athletic people who just dominate the game because they're just that tall, strong, fast and that good. But they can't get their head around this like new shooting and fast-paced style that they've just not seen. So... Uh, that that's my opinion of why they love, love to knock this team. Uh, but, and yes, c- continuing to speak about Steph and the Warriors, like seventy-three uh, nine is already etched in history. And if they do win a title this year, Anand, do you think that these guys will go down as probably the greatest team of all time, or what do you think their like all-time legacy would be? And let's let's say they they have a chance of losing as well, right? What happens then? Yeah, if they if they lose, they will be like kind of like what we're talking about before with LeBron being mocked. They'll they'll be mocked similarly, and all these old guys we just talked about would yes. probably do the same, you know. Um, but if they win, um, greatest team ever, I think. I think that's definitely that's definitely something people will throw around, and there's definitely a case for it. They won the most regular season games of all time, and then they go out and repeat as champions. Um, yeah, I will probably have to say that. You you can't you can't uh they if they do that, they they literally won uh seventy three games and then went through the playoffs and then won the championship. That's that's very hard to do and they're probably being one of the only teams ever in, in history. I mean we said that about the Bulls, but I mean yeah, I'll, I'll, they'll probably be up there. What do you think, Karen? Yeah, um 
it's it's, it's I think it, every, every year uh, haters gonna hate, right? Like if they win this year, it'd be like, well, they didn't win a three peat yet, you know. So there'll <laughs> always be that next step. But I do agree, as a singular season, this could possibly go down as one of the best seasons uh, ever played. Uh, and and yeah, if they lose, I, I think the seventy three nine will be remembered forever, regardless of whatever. Especially now, the way they came back and beat the Thunder, I don't think anyone doubts that this team is a tough, like an all time great team. Because I thought th- that was an all time great comeback. Um, yeah, it either way is going to be a, a, a fun storyline because either LeBron brings the first title back to Cleveland or the, the Warriors cap one of the greatest seasons of all time. So, so now it, it pretty much comes down to you know like LeBron and Curry, it's like that the alpha dog situation. Yeah, uh, he, he like very as we always do, transitioning to our next topic really, really smoothly. Um, the the battle of alpha dogs, LeBron versus Curry. We have a rematch of that. We have a rematch of Cavs versus Warriors. We have a rematch of like the second dog, which is Kyrie versus um, you know whoever Thompson or something like that. Uh, so, Anant, what are like some of the key matchups you're looking forward to in this? Uh, anything that you'd like to see um, compared to last year? What what would be same? What would be different? And uh, yeah. any, anything particularly that you have your eye out for? Um, I think it'll be probably pretty similar defensive wise how the teams will match up. Um, like we kind of touched on before, that you know the Cavs will definitely be playing small. Um, but I, I think it will be cool to see. Or I don't know if it'll be cool. I think it'll be interesting to see. How uh, Matthew Deladova matches up with Curry. I don't know. It became like a storyline last year for first uh, two or three games. Um, so we'll see how Steph does against him this year and how Deli could hold his own or not. Um, and then also it'll be cool just to see who LeBron ends up guarding uh, when the game gets closer, you know, when somebody's going off. Like, will he switch on to Clay and, and try and, you know, slow him down? Will he switch on to Steph and try to slow him down? Um, LeBron always loves to take those type of challenges, so uh, it'll be cool to see. But um, overall, yeah, I feel like everybody's going to probably match up pretty straightforward. Um, the Cavs may use Amon Schombert a little bit more um, over J.R. Smith because Schump's a better defender. Um, but yeah, should should be interesting. Uh, you have a prediction to make? Who's going to win and uh, how many games? Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, in our in our CBS thing, we had to make predictions. I said I said uh, Warriors at seven. I kind of have, kind of feel like Cleveland could pull out something, but I don't think they could close it out. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to say Warriors in seven. And and what about and who you got as final? Yeah, yeah, sorry. And who do you have? Who, who do you have as finals MVP? Oh, finals MVP. That's a good question. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say Draymond because he. I feel like always the finals MVP is somebody who does like. Uh, doesn't really score the most points, but kind of just does like things to kind of affect the outcome of the game. Mm-hmm. Like Iggy got it that one year and Kawhi that one year. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna say Draymond. I feel like he's a he's the type of guy who could do multiple things really well. Yeah, I'm sorry, Kochik. <laughs> I know that's, that's fine. That's fine. I told you like we have to pick the worst evil and then the, the, game. the last two years. It's basically been the guy who has done a great job on LeBron has been the Finals MVP. Yeah, right? that's true. It's, it's, it's so like terribly difficult to stop him that the or to contain him. You know, the guy who does the the, the best job of that gets right. awarded. Yeah. Uh, Karen, what are your predictions like for this? Uh, I'll say the Warriors in six. Um, Draymond is definitely going to be an X factor. I think. Um, I also feel uh, like 
I, 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 I'm gonna say Harrison Barnes will be an X Factor because I always want Harrison Barnes to be an X Factor. You are like his biggest fan, more than his. I, I want, I've, been, I've been on the Harrison bandwagon for years, but uh, eventually I think uh, Steph Curry uh, will, will be the MVP. He should, he should cap off this almost perfect season. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I agree with you guys. I think it will be Warriors as well. But uh, I'm going to be a little more bullish about my predictions. Warriors in five. Because I, I don't think Cleveland can play the same kind of defense that took it to six games uh, last year. So that's, that's uh, probably why. Uh, so I guess that wraps up our NBA Finals uh, preview. Thank you so much for joining us, Anand. Uh, it was a great pleasure talking to you. And uh, as, as a fellow Tamilian on the podcast... Um, it's amazing to say such a hardcore Tamilian name like Anant Pandian. It's just sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. Definitely, I'll be down to uh, come on again at some point in the future whenever you need me. Just let me know. Anand, do, do, you, do you know any Tamil? Do you speak Tamil? Kuncha uh, Kuncha. I can understand it really well. Um, oh. So if he, if he started talking, I could probably translate him, but I can't, uh, can't really. I can always hug off and say the words. <laughs> That's, uh, yes, that's not bad. The first time we've ever had Tamil on the podcast, so shout out oh. to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, um, on that note, thanks a lot again, Alan, for joining us. Uh, thanks for giving us your time, and I hope you enjoy the finals. Yeah, same to you guys. Thanks. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. So I'm glad to have had Anand Pandyan on the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed our NBA Finals preview. Uh, it seems we are all leading uh, towards the Warriors. Uh, is 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 that surprising to you, Koshik? Did you think it would be a, a closer call? No, not at all. I think only Cleveland fans are kidding themselves and thinking they have a chance. <laughs> Cleveland yeah. fans and Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah. Who hates the modern day game? Yeah, all these legends would probably be against it as well. Uh, but yeah, I, look, they've had a seventy-three-nine season. They pulled off one of the greatest comebacks ever. So it's it's hard to pick against them, right? It's it's just like the logic dictates that. Yeah, uh, it's true. And small ball is in, guys. Like, let's just... I mean, it, it, you're not going to always win with small ball. You need some versatility to, to go big, too. But if, if if the Warriors could beat the Thunder, who were, you know, really big. Big ball at its best. <laughs> you know? Like, th- their point guard could out-rebound, like, the opposing team centers. Yeah. The, it, it's... I actually it's, made a funny observation to... The height at which the rebounds were being collected in that game, it's, it's unreal. And, and to me, that was the most impressive thing in uh, the comeback the Warriors did, is, is the fact that they were able to keep the rebound thing in control. Yeah. And like, especially in the big comebacks, like yesterday's game, Draymond was getting really high to get rebounds over uh, people who are much taller than him. And I think that became the big difference in the end, because the Thunder were just destroying the Golden State on the boards. And I guess... For, for the Cavs, controlling the boards will be one of their main things. Like They'll have to out-physical the, the Warriors, I feel, to, to have a chance. Yeah, I think so too. I think they've, they've established that they are a decent shooting team. It's just the other end of the the pitch and uh, uh, court. What am I saying? Pitch. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we just watched a pretty big football game last week too, didn't we? Oh, that's right. What game was this guy? It's, it, it's, it's something to do with the Undecima, I'm thinking. Yeah, that's right. That's right. For those of you who don't uh, know already, Karan and I both support the same football team. 
Um, you mean the greatest team on earth? Is, yeah. is that the team you're talking about? Yeah, it's yeah. exactly <laughs> the only the only team with eleven European titles. But yeah, we eleven. Track. What, what, one for each player. One for one each player. For... Um, we can't even count it on the on hands unless you have like freaky six fingers on one hand. Yeah, Real Madrid are the Bill Russell of of, of Champions League. Absolutely, they, they, they've got eleven rings. Um, one of my f- favorite things was uh, I think that the fans had a chant was like uh, towards Atletico that like, why can't we play you every year? Yeah, because yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to I just want to skew that in. There were a couple of years where where they out physicaled us, but I'm glad that we made this the, the uh, we we own this rivalry again. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, let's like, come back to track after that. <laughs> Completely randomly timed. <laughs> oh, 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 oh I want to mention something else since we're talking about small ball versus big ball. Yeah. Um, you, you know who I who I who I met a couple of weeks ago. Oh, absolutely! Uh, the biggest of big the, the, Indian the, players. The, 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 the biggest of Indian players who also has now become a good uh, stretch shooter oh, is my no. main man Satnam Singh, the first Indian to be drafted into NBA. Um, yeah. I, he he was in town in DC where I am, um, and it was great catching up with him, and he's. So Satnam, for you, you know, shit. If you guys are on this podcast, you know who he is. He's yeah. the first Indian to be drafted in the NBA. First Indian um, NBA player on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. He he was well. He hasn't played in the NBA yet. Okay. But, yeah, um, you know what it is. <laughs> but but like you know, he's the first NBA draftee. Um, he is gonna eventually. Well, right now he's playing for the, the Texas Legends D League team, um, who are the D League affiliate of of the Dallas Mavericks. He didn't get to play much. The first season, but but he he sounds confident. He sounds you know he sounds like he's um, he's improved a lot over the off season. Seven foot one, and he's got crazy range now. I mean, he always had good range, but I think um, he was it the I think that the Boston Celtics scout called him a stretch five and a half. Yeah, that's exactly what was. And um, he he's perfecting that. I mean, he's still really really tough. It was funny. It was the first time I'd met him in since you know like four years or something. Mm-hmm. And um, and he sees me and he says in like Punjabi that I'm that I've gotten really thin. And I was like, no man, like you're the one who's gotten really big. <laughs> I'm the same size. It's just like he's the one who's become like really muscular. Because I remember him being a very scrawny. I mean, as scrawny as you can be at seven one. Um, but but some of that like kind of child fat has become has become muscle now, which yeah. is which is great. He's he's, he's growing up, isn't he? Um... What can you tell us about? Um, I, I'm getting some like sources say sort of information that there was a one-on-one game when this happened, and somebody by the name of Karan Madhuk might have got thrashed by Satnam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not play him. He didn't. Uh, he, he he played one-on-one with with some of the other kids at this camp, mm-hmm. but 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 everyone just assumed that I was like like a, like an agent of his, <laughs> we were just like catching up. Um, I now I in hindsight I wish I had played him, but you know I don't want to embarrass him in front of the kids, man. Like he's an NBA player. Like, yeah, exactly. It would have been really embarrassing for him to get beaten by me. So yeah, you got you got to watch out for the kids. <laughs> um. So yeah, so so I'm working on getting him on on a future podcast. So hopefully we'll have Satnam back. I think he was on uh, back in the day, episode number five or six, basically a month before he was drafted. Yeah. So um. So so like he we've got a lot of catch up with him. And uh, and I'm sure our listeners will will be really into into what he has to say, how he's been spending the year, and uh, oh, and a, another bit of good news is that he makes his own butter chicken. That is which, beautiful. 
which which completely angered me that he hasn't offered it yet. So, so we're definitely gonna gonna have him talk about his butter chicken recipe next time. Yeah, and hey, if the NBA career doesn't work out, he's got like a barbecue career ready. <laughs> he definitely does. <laughs> uh, you, you know what they say: teach a man to fish, and you know you know that whole saying. <laughs> teach a man to make butter chicken, and he'll make the NBA. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Hashtag Karan Madhav quotes. Okay, that seems like a good note to end the in in episode number thirty one of Hoop Session, the NBA Finals Preview edition of Hoop Session. Uh, as always, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and for listening to us, for bearing with both of our voices and <laughs> and listening to all of our mumbo jumbo about butter chicken and and whatnot. Um, if you want to hear more of that and follow us on Twitter, Karan is at hoopistani on Twitter and I'm at underscore kashik seven. The podcast is at hoopdashing. We're also available on. SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean, and a bunch of other things. Um, like how Draymond Green will be in the finals, correct? Uh, that's what Anand predicts. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, let's see. It's a it, it, that that's a bold Finals MVP prediction, but I I don't. It, it's it's very possible. Yeah, it is. It is. My pick would be uh, Curry, perhaps, but uh, it's, I guess it's time to find out what what's going to happen in the finals. Enjoy the finals, everybody. Enjoy the finals. And on that note, hashtag India Basketball.